and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. Today we are going to talk about a rather serious topic, the future. What does the future hold? Today we are going to make some predictions. Maybe someday man will look back on such predictions. The year as you know. Tuesday, January 9th, 2024, and you're listening to the Beer Temple Podcast of the Future. step away from the enchanted forest, shall we? Thanks for joining us for our, I believe, third annual gaze deep, deep into the future. We're into the second knuckle into the future. Jesus. (laughs) Gross. No. And I want to thank... Chris Quinn for allowing me to use his worldly vessel, his body, for for tonight, for borrowing it, uh, allowing me to, um, my spirit to go within his body. I, have, of, of course, am Obi Chris Quinobi. That's right. I am joined by my spiritual brother and actual uh, physician, um... Uh, Strange Mike, MD. I'm not allowed to prescribe things anymore. Oh, well. It was a good run, though. As long as my insurance still takes you, it's it's fine. I do have an honorary doctorate. That's true. Oh, it's an honorary? Yeah, yeah. I gave the commencement speech at DeVry one year. Oh, and they, they gave oh. you an honorary doctorate in... Strangeness and medicine. Strange, oh. strange medicine. Strange medicine, strangeness mm-hmm. and medicine? Mm-hmm. Well... Learn something new every day, Doc. Yeah, I double doctored in strangeness and medicine. Oh. Yeah, not, not, not a lot of people do that. At, at DeVry. <laughs> at De, uh, honorary. Honorary. An honorary medicine. Yeah, an honorary I, I, strange and medicine. Yes. An honorary medicine. Well, it's good uh, that um, Mike allowed you to uh, use his uh, earthly form. Yeah. He's a real mensch for this one. Yeah. And... Uh, I hope you are you are well. You're looking <laughs> fantastic. Thanks. The collar is um great. I think yeah, it's, yeah. It's not affecting my ability to hear good by rubbing against the headphones at all. Good. Glad to hear that. So <laughs> high quality. The whole we brought the studio here. Um, plain old Surge is still here. He's yeah. he's here. Regular he's, Surge. He brought it to the <clears throat> Enchanted Forest. He's the one playing the pan flute right now. (laughs) Surge is the uh, elevated seer form of Surge. Mm -hmm. He just is. Yeah. Otherworldly as he He can't hear you. He's 
dancing in the meadow over there <laughs> playing the pan flute. His lower half is uh, that of a fawn. Yes. Right now. Mm-hmm. Don't you know? It's a good look for him. Yeah. Thick. Mm-hmm. It is. Are you... Is the future clear to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, as clear as ever. That's great. <laughs> because judging from the past, <laughs> you see with perfect clarity. But I know someone who might see... Well, no, never mind. We may be one short this... Order of seniority, and you yes. forgot. Yeah. seniority, right. Yeah. We have to go by order of seniority, and, and that is our good friend, Nostra Douglas. How are you, Nostra Douglas? Mr. Douglas is doing quite well, and very appreciative of the opportunity to rejoin you fine gentlemen. We, uh, we're happy to have you. Have you been up to any... Anything lately, uh, Nostra Douglas? Well, I do want to say congratulations oh. um, to both of you. S- Strange Mike, Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange Mike, thank you. PhD <coughs> and Obi Chris. Uh, as you know, I come from the future. Yeah. And I've already seen this episode we're about to record. The analytics showed it was your highest performing podcast of 2024. So congratulations. Wow. That's great. To all That's of us. Great. How far in the future did you go? One week? One day after we posted it. <laughs> I was neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for, for coming on. I don't want to. We've got a lot of um, looking into the future ahead of us. Mm-hmm. We don't I, look I, into the I past. I foresaw that. Yeah. Um, I know you did. <laughs> Um, and I don't want to start on with some bad news, but we are down one of our soothsayers this year for the prediction show. Um, sadly, uh, Jake, uh, the three eyed take, as you know, him was, um, uh, badly burned (laughs) by one of his takes. And I don't know if we'll be able to. To make it. The take was too hot. Yeah. It, there was a molten hot take. Yeah. And, uh... Hey, hey Chris! Whoa! You, you back here? Jake? Jake! Oh, Obi Chris! That you? Yeah, hey, no, open the door. Here, come on in. Hey. Serge, let him in. Yeah. Oh, you, uh, you put a beer down, I see. Oh, oh, what's up, Four y'all? <laughs> it's your boy. What up? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's your boy. Can we take other people's brand hey, in there? How, how are you? <laughs> I am very good. Uh, wow. I'm here. Yeah, the takes. The take I just yeah, put you, out into the ether good. was uh, yeah. pretty hot. You look yeah. great. There's definitely but no But I recovered. Burns. A little indigestion. But I got to say, it, the, some of the residual um, kind of uh, heat from that trauma. You don't look trauma, good, man. You're a little, is, um, you're all sweaty. It is pretty hot in here, Chris, I got to say. Straight up, can you uh, adjust the Yeah, thermostat? I mean, we are outside, like, but... It's 54 really degrees. Good. Oh! Just gotta, Whoa. Just gotta take Whoa. this cap up a little bit. Your third eye is looking oh, excellent. It's, it's seeing so many things, most of them terrible. Oh, no. Um, oh, boy. I'm, 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 I'm prepared to give you the, the absolute worst opinions you've ever heard <laughs> on this podcast. Mm. But it wouldn't be good luck, the prediction show That's if it weren't for me to do that for you. Okay, well, wow, we're off to a great start, and I have to tell you, this one took even me by surprise. I don't think anyone else at this table expected the three-eyed take to be on this show. I keep my commitments, Chris, and I'm, I'm happy to do it here and uh, look into the future. How are you? Is uh, uh, You know, 
This, that, and the other. Yeah. Yeah. Takes her hotter than ever. You look, yeah. you look, you look good. I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate Where it. were you burned? Like the roof of your mouth? Uh, like hot yeah, pizza? It, was, it was an extremely hot piece of pizza actually from your kitchen. Uh, well, wait, hold on. It was a yeah, take. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I uh, thought it was a burning hot take. <laughs> no, sorry. It's, yeah, it's we got lost of communication. My texting, I was texting and it was yeah. it autocorrect. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. A, a whole ordeal, but uh, it was just a hot piece of pizza. Oh, it wasn't a hot take yeah, that yeah, you burned yourself with. Quite so you're impervious to the heat of takes. Yeah, it's that's part of my strengths as a as a take artist, you know. Okay. Because I, I, I can never be burned by you, uh, even even my. You're own like the princess. Remember, yes, remember, yeah. You're like the princess in um, the Game of Thrones. Sure, I've never oh, watched yeah. Khaleesi. it. Khaleesi. Khaleesi. I never yeah. watched I think, it. I refuse to watch it because um, too many people like it. So that's me and the contrarian. Do, do sometimes yeah. do, remember when you. Before you had the third eye, you say take on, and your whole body would go up in flames. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was a brief moment in time. That was, that was a little too extra. That was cool, but, yeah. to be honest. So I'm I'm, I'm off that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can tell. Yeah, he would say only say that late at night at a bar. <laughs> take on when he was <laughs> several rounds. When deep. someone said Seinfeld isn't the best <laughs> show. <ever>. Take on, <laughs> and his whole body, whole body would go up in flames and. And you, just, remember that era when you would say, you won't like me when I have takes, and then you would turn all green and your clothes would rip? <laughs> Anyone? That's for uh, Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to remember. Yeah. Uh, you know. yeah. yeah. You don't Mark like for Jake. Yeah. Hot that's take. Jake's yeah. hot takes. That's, that's yeah. Cool. Strong takes. Well, <sighs> I'm so happy to have all my, my friends from across multiple worldly planes mm-hmm. here. Um, the, gang's, the gang's all here. And we're looking great. <laughs> and uh, I'll just go through it very quickly. We have Strange Mike, uh, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. Mike, Devry. De no, str- <laughs> yeah, you don't. I don't think when people say a, that someone's a doctor, every time they say where they got it. Not every time. The guy from Harvard, they do. So I'm trying to normalize that for Devry. Okay. All right. Well, we're we also have Nostra Douglas. We have the three-eyed take. Jake and myself, Obi Chris Quinobi, and uh, we've got a lot. I'm gonna let this uh, music sway me into a trance. I, I, it really helps me look into the future, and mm-hmm. we're gonna get going. Unless anyone else has anything else that they would like to say before we just start. Mr. Douglas just wants in. to issue a spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't want to know what's about to happen in 2024. It should be warned that now's the time to turn off True. the podcast if you prefer to be surprised. Otherwise, I say we let them have it. Yes, it's true. I say we do too. Well, I think people are always asking what is the next Thing to come. So uh, I think we should start there. We've started there in the past. We are always right about all our predictions. <laughs> so who would like to go first and tell the audience what the next new beer style is going to be? What's the hot new beer style going to be in 2024? Okay, don't all... Okay. <laughs> well, let's start with... Uh, I racked my brain looking into the future, mm. and I couldn't foresee anything I discerned as actually new. 
Oh. I think all the styles have been done, and anything we're doing to them are just incremental changes to things that have already existed. Hmm. Wow. So my 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 next nothing. new style is nothing. So so <laughs> you off to the searing hot start. So you looked into the future and you just and you I saw, saw the nothing. Abyss. You saw nothing. I saw the void. And that and a, a and lesser person would, would think, yeah, I don't have anything. There's nothing there. Yeah. No, the answer is nothing. Yes, that's right. You got to think about it. Hey, you thinking about it? That's great. I am thinking right. about it. Nice. Um, but yeah. I, I couldn't discern anything of significant difference from that which has come before it. Got it. Wow. Nostra Douglas, what did you see when you looked into the future of beer styles? What is the hot new one? So Nostra Douglas knows that we're living in a IPA world. We have been for 10, 13 years now. And uh, that's not going to change despite anything we discuss tonight but the ipa continues to evolve struggling a little bit too as of late to dr strange mike's uh credit uh there's there's been you know only so many ways left to go but the way the way i see things going now is with the use of terpenes you know there has been a uh plethora of weed pun beers for many, many years now, nothing new. And uh, THC is now coming to the forefront, but the new product that is being pushed to IPA breweries now is the use of these terp- terpenes, which is essentially the essential oils that uh, give cannabis its flavor and aroma. That's able to be, I guess, extracted into a compound and is now being pushed as something that can be used in the making of a kind of, uh, I don't know, spinoff of a IPA. And I believe that's going to be like a a big thing this year, especially with the rise of THC. Uh, But now where Nostra Douglas is very confused right now is with the rise of THC beverages, he's beginning to question whether we should be making all these THC-themed beers. Because if now that THC is going to be widely available in beverages should all these thc themed beers exist will Mm. people think naturally that there's thc in them even more so Mm. than in the past now the thc is in drinks are a thing right and they're going to become a bigger and bigger thing yes yes that's mr douglas's vision and concern Mm. a little bit sure concern for the future rightfully so Mm -hmm. now I, uh, before I get to mine, I will say I looked uh, into the future as well, and uh, not in 2024, but far into the future. 2025, um, nice. We've, we've already shown that um, we have to look at least a certain distance into the future, because I think there was a, a major acquisition that was just too close to, uh, that, that I think it was happening during the show, perhaps, <laughs> one year, and we failed to see that happen. But anyway... We only look to the future, Chris, not the past. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So in the future, I think future beer styles will be dictated by the potential puns that can be created from them. The punnability. The punnability. That will be the motivator for beer style 
far, far into the future. So like by Q4 or later. <laughs> um, but uh, for 2024 overall, we're going to see hazy West Coast, hazy and West Coast IPA hybrids. I'll call them juicy West Coast IPAs, but they will come under many, many, many names. There will be double dry hopped West Coast beers. They will be called hybrid IPAs. They will have all sorts of other names, but they will be the same thing and they will all be marketed in a similar way, which is a combination of the East Coast hazy New England style and the West Coast dry, clear, bitter style. And that is what I see. It's like the top half is hazy and the bottom half is clear. Like a half and half. (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't, think so i think they will be clear i think they will be pretty clear yeah um i i know they are i know they will (laughs) i just don't know in which dimension um that's the one thing that kind of throws me off yeah Mm -hmm. uh jake your your third eye Um, is yeah this is where things get a little blurry i think this is a really tough question uh obi chris and Doctor Strange. I, I can I can I interrupt you very quickly? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I noticed that your third eye needs no prescription eywear. Yes, yeah. So it's it's uh forty twenty. I don't know what that Whoa. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh it's crazy, dude. It's wild. Yeah. Um take So a, it can see yeah, forty yeah. years into the future as you, you easily as most people 20. can see twenty years yeah, into that's the right. future. <laughs> it's, it's it's wild. It's wild it's it's wild stuff, man. It's weird, wild stuff. Okay. Um Yes, I no no prescription eyewear, um, but you know I think with this question it's really tough because if if I knew if personally if I knew the next new thing that was going to take fire we'd probably already be looking at doing it and I try really hard sorry when I say I I mean Hopewell in Chicago you mean third eye third <laughs> eye but I think it's really hard to kind of separate what it is we're just going to do with these predictions um, however um, something I was talking with your staff up front and kind of banging around some ideas and something. I don't, I don't think this is going to be setting the world on fire. Um, but uh, something that uh, uh, one of your people brought up was uh, Amaro uh, or just sort of um, Amaro related um, uh, beer. You know, I think that is sort of <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? His take? Damn. Rude. <laughs> you took us uh, looking at photos of me during the record. <laughs> Laughing at you. Yeah. Just bringing the confidence this for is, you. Uh, yeah. You're doing I was great. laughing at something else. You're doing great. Uh, something I, from the future. I, I've looked in the future and I'm throwing you off the top of this building. <laughs> yeah, this record. One story. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I I don't think this is going to be take the world by uh, storm, but I do think there's going to be more uh, a return to a little bit of um, uh, engaging with interesting botanicals and and, and things that it kind of uh, you know personally as someone who goes to a lot of bars and. In restaurants and sees what's out there, uh, Amaro and, and things of that nature yes. are taking storm. And I know that's been played with for a while. I don't know how that actually takes form in beer, but I do think um, that can signal sort of a direction of where people's palates are and mm-hmm. welcoming bitterness. And I don't know how that actually manifests, but I, I, I you know, just to throw the out influence out, yeah. of the the Amaros and the yeah, a little yeah. bit more of a and palates are advancing. You know, I think that's cool. If we're not bringing in new drinkers and and the people who are here are drinking more stuff, they're they're gonna move past some things, and it doesn't mean it's gonna like replace their their standard IPA or lager mm-hmm. in their 
bridge, but it, it might mean they're taking some more adventures. Okay. So that's for the next new style. But as we know what beer styles are like the phoenix. They are constantly dying only to be born again. Be it the grisette or the wit <laughs> or many other styles of beer that I could name. The Czech dark lager, for example. Berliner Weiss. Black IPA. The, um, the Black IPA. The... Um, Yes, so so many, so many. But what is the next style that we'll see a resurgence? So um, would anyone like to go first? I shall then. I think that 2024 will be a resurgent year for the low Plato Czech lager. And that will be... Defined by a beer called, um, it'll have a number and then a little degree symbol, and then it'll say uh, Czech Pale or Czech Lager uh, is what it'll say. Um, so you're going to see a lot of uh, 10 degrees and 8 degrees. Um, and uh, uh, I wonder if this is already happening. Well, no, it's, it's nothing like what we're about to see. Is this already happening? Oh, uh, hope well it is. It might be in the room with us. Uh, it is in the room. With us. Have, you, have you cracked one? I know Serge is drinking one. Wow, what do we have here? Is it pan, pan, uh, fluting and drinking so and for, for, the, for the folks Czech listening at style, home, uh, this, is a, lager. So this is a, a new beer. How did you do that, Ovi Chris? Wow, <laughs> summoned Plato. it. We call it a Leke mm. Lager though. It's um, which is le- three a and a half percent for uh, light. Check for Lupo. Check for Lupo Lager. Hey, if we can present Lupo Lagers to. Czech Republic. I'm. Uh, That'd be ooh, pretty sick. I'm living there. I think it's a, goal, a good call, Chris. You know, as evidenced by the fact that we're already doing it. Um, you, you've, you clearly know what's on the pulse or what the pulse is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the force. <laughs> it binds me. And your midi midi chlorians are almost as high as your blood. I'm, I'm curious content. why you think that that's yeah. the why you think that's you know the next resurgence. Um. Do you want a cynical answer, or do you? Uh, I think anything with. <laughs> I think anything I with. Is there another one? That you think, no, no. If people not, have listened to the show, they know which I one's think, coming. Well, that's not. That's Chris. <laughs> oh right, sorry. Um, Summon Chris real quick, then. I think that the uh, someone else put it that if you put oh I think it was Jonathan at Hopewell said if if you put check. Uh, uh, on a beer name that it just seems to sell better. So well, I don't want to hear that from the. Uh, <laughs> not that okay. So first of all, I will say we don't put. So I just want to make sure that's clear that we don't check put check things on. Of... Check put check on a beer style for the for the sake of it. Um, it definitely has you know all the check beers we've done have have uh, intentionality behind it in terms of process and ingredients. But, not, no, no, that, and that's not what I'm saying. Right, right. What I'm saying is I just those be, yeah. style beers, uh, you know, and I will say in part because people say, see, oh, it's a Czech style beer, and they're intrigued by it. Um, well, it conveys some, like, intention, right? Uh, also, and, and, yeah. I wonder if uh, people have for so long viewed Budweiser and American macro brewing as German in America. Yeah. And that check is like we are different than that. I mean, that's obviously, you know, 
Pils- Pilsner is not is Czech, but most Americans don't know that. They view macro lager as like the final evolution of German brewing in America in some ways. At this point is American Pilsner for sure. Well, I would say Pilsner overall is a um is heavily uh even craft uh I mean it's dominated by the German style of right. beer. I'll just so. I was just saying that it originated in it was Czech. Yeah. Yeah. But I think saying Czech is like in the consumer's mind is an easy differentiation point from the what German brewing has turned into in some places yes. in America and macro yes. brewing. Yes. <clears throat> Who else would like to go? And, and what is the next style resurgence that we will see? Mr. Douglas has a fairly good tangent here. Because, mm. you know, I agree that these, these, uh, these trends, they, they often actually take a lot more than a year. So something that we're seeing is, you know, breaking through in a year. It's not that it doesn't currently exist now. There's early, uh, some folks that are early to it. But uh, one that I mentioned last year that I believe has picked up some steam. And if you look in the uh, famous IRI data, one of the few growing categories you'll see in 2023 on top of like imperial ipas and hazy ipas you see a lot of red numbers and then you get to categories such as american lager but in the craft world you get to pilsner and you get to like this other pale lager category they have and they're all up and american lager was up like 10 percent, and not on a tiny base either it was like the 11th style ranked style was looking at it and it was up big and i think this is the big beginning of the upswing that's going to go even higher of craft breweries being able to have their kind of one other thing this is we've been working on this uh my my dear friend doug uh, has been working on this at revolution for a while playing the long game having it draft only for a year just releasing now uh our inversionist but many breweries have done this already this just like having this one brand you can have fun with that is an American lager. It's priced pretty aggressively to um, not compete with the hams and the paps of the world, but to really be at that, excuse me, that like kind of Stella Modelo price point that is acceptable, especially as many people drink a little bit less. They're willing to spend a little bit more on something that they like. And uh, the thought here is just that American lager uh, is a key uh, uh, chess piece for a lot of craft breweries to uh, bring in some new fans who maybe view craft as IPA. And having this brand that kind of transcends your normal look and feel and looks like uh, your own take on a fun lager has a chance to uh, convert some people who do appreciate local, do appreciate an independent business that they can see and is nearby them but would otherwise just want to drink that style of beer. Having something like that, I believe, is the key to the future, uh, but will take years and years. This will probably yes. come up again next year and then the year after that in one of our Bro, topics. I like that take. I like that, 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 that vision of the future. And I think you're right. I think uh, there's going to be a few winners. It's not, it's not going to just be uh, local local lager, yeah. lager there'll be a few in markets that people 
grab onto, kind of like a neo version of like Stag or Olympia or or something or Yingling or well, Yingling's kind of gotten beyond it, but what Yingling started as. Yeah. And uh, I think that's uh, very adept. I do have a, qu- a quick question. Did you come from uh, your uh, Mr. Douglas? Did you come from your twenty twenty five your day job at what were you at Chipotle or something? You got like a hair mask on your on your beard here. Oh. Is that <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to take that off after your your last job? No, I, no, I feel this is from twenty twenty five. So times oh, is, times is tough in twenty twenty five. We can take that that hair <laughs> hairnet off. <laughs> There we go. There, let so those locks flow. Hulkamania. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what were you going to say, uh, well, Dr. Uh, <laughs> Strange? A, a whole generation of drinkers that have spent the last, you know, 10, 15 years really aligning with the ethos of craft beer and really caring about where they spend their money that might want to drink macro beer. And if there's a competitively priced version of it from that's equally good from their local brewery those people will definitely choose that over yeah, the, you know it does it's a smaller set but choose that over budweiser or something like yeah that, i think you have to break up the macro drinker into buckets and not expect to be even touching certain well, buckets so like there's one that's like going th- if let's say they're a miller light fan they're literally buying there's some buying a case of miller light every week or two every week and like getting through those those Drinkers are often more price sensitive. And so let's say $14 for a 24 pack versus $18 for a 12 pack. That's just like, they would never even consider that. Right. But then there's some people that also drink Miller Lite that aren't drinking it to that extent that just have a case in their fridge that takes two months to go through. That person maybe is a little less worried about exactly how much it is per can because they're not consuming as much. Right. And that's the kind of, there's like those windows of people that pro- potentially can be converted versus the ones you've got no chance at. It's not just as simple as like, you're never going to convert a Miller Lite drinker. You have to like think of like, it's not just one kind of right. consumer they have. They have a bunch well, you, of different. You also sent Chris and I the how much Modelo costs at Benny's, and it's yeah. about the same as a multi-pack of IPA. Yeah. So yeah. people are choosing that, not because it's cheap, but because they like it. And so if you can get that same thing from a local brewery. That must have been Doug that sent that to you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Doug sent that too. And also to, that's what regular Mike told me that happened. Yeah. (laughs) Not the strange one. He's Um, he's strange too, but. Any other uh, style resurgences? What about your style resurgence? Uh, No, wait, you went, Jake went last, last time. So what about your style resurgence? What does the third eye see when it looks yeah, in the yeah, future? Can um, it see the present or can it only see the future, the third eye? It sees everything, Chris. You, okay. You know this. Come on. Um, I think uh, Nostra Douglas is spot on with, with his take on uh, the American lager on, on, a, on a bigger scale for breweries of bigger sizes uh, who can meet those price points. Uh, on the other side of the spectrum, it's uh, a much different story, I would say. And, and kind of, um, so we have to be uh, a little, um, it's a different uh, puzzle to, to figure out. What I am excited about and, and expecting to see and um, what I've seen people think about is sort of nostalgically framed 
beers. So um, I'll, I'll put out kind of specifically like 90s style American amber. Framed that way, right? I think okay. that's, I think beer right now is... Framed at, 90s era. Yeah, yeah. So like kind of like putting... The 90s in, are yeah, huge. Right. Just, you know, kind of putting beer in that perspective of people and like knowing what to expect that way versus just like American amber, amber ale with these hops or whatever, right? Um, I'm expecting to see more of that uh, in general, but specifically I'll call it the uh, American amber ale of the 90s. I mean, <clears throat> my my dad's on board. Every time I talk to him, he's like, you got anything like an amber ale? I'm like, sure, Dad. Well, we, got, we still have the same three cases from the last time we made it something that was amber-colored. But, uh, yeah, I think like that's people like approachable things, too, and that, those beers are pretty yeah. approachable. And you think they will be called amber? They will have that word in them, or will they be given a I think amber. Spin? I think amber's poised. I think, it's just, I think it's been dead just long enough to where that's not a... That's not a death knell. So, so Nestor Douglas, uh, half of him wildly disagrees, and then half <laughs> also sees the, the light and what the third eye is seeing here because mm. two of the largest breweries in the country have turned their back on their fans of their Amber Ale uh, with a look into the future thinking that Amber Ale is on the decline and completely uh, did a 180 away from Amber in Boston Beer and Fat Tire. Now there's all these orphan Amber fans who still liked it, who still would have bought those, who are upset and angry. Is that now, uh, for these breweries that are one one-thousandth of their size, who just need a little piece of that local community who used to buy Fat Tire or Boston Lager, to now say, wear the Amber uh, label loud and proud, to say, we got you. Is there something there? Now, that's a, there's a couple hoops to jump through to actually make that happen. Yeah. But that's the kind of positive take I'd, I'd have on it is like a big a, two consumers of two of the biggest beers, especially 10 years ago. But even still, they're two of the bigger craft beers mm-hmm. um, now uh, lost their favorite beer in a way. It's mm. a good point. It is. Maybe that take isn't as molten hot as <laughs> some may have uh, there's have there's some thought. smoke coming off of him still well where there's smoke smolder there's takes. Smolder. There's takes. <laughs> from that pizza you gotta buy him, chris well mine is my uh what i see for the next style resurgence that definitely is obviously half going to happen is actually not that far off from that but it's the midwest ipa uh-huh. a la like headhunter and two-hearted they kind of a little bit the clear IPA with a little bit more color to it that isn't pushing south southern hemisphere or super soft hop character but it has bitterness has a little sweetness um, and honestly they're they're not so removed from the amber ale they're just a little the, bit more aggressive like uh so also like a surly furious or a yeah. uh, um, alpha king yeah you know, like all that, of those that era that era uh, 90s baby, and I see people like I don't yeah. know if they're going to be <laughs> not called really. 2010s. Yeah. I don't know if they're be called Midwest, but that idea that there's a not necessarily like a lot of caramel malt, but there's a little bit of color, a little bit of like nodding yeah. that malt is not or not the enemy as not, we've heard, not not bone dry and not um and and some of the sweetness coming with a bit of a kind of a um, toasted uh, element yeah. to it. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Mr. Douglas thinks that I would love that. Not only correct, but that a lot of this was unexpected by champions of this style just a few years ago, who thought 
that, you know, a, a cousin uh, who works at Revolution, you know, thought that anti-hero, who I would think falls in this category in terms of style mm -hmm. to approach to IPA. Absolutely, it um, does, yeah. Was kind of eventually doomed to all the new stuff going on and that anti-hero would eventually decline. And in the last few years, that's actually been the opposite. It's been the strongest and most reliable brand. It had, there hasn't been that loss in interest in that style. It's kind of done a turnaround that I would assume even like Bell's probably a few years ago was bracing for people to lose interest in that kind of IPA. And I think it really stabilized yeah. and maybe kind of turned back up a little bit. I think it's yeah. going to be cool to like those things again, yeah. too. <clears throat> I mean, they never, I guess to be fair, they never fully went away. They've been a lot of breweries like best selling beers, but the, uh, you know, the hipness around it, the vibe around it had been kind of like, ooh, well, we better like try to figure yeah. out something else. Those breweries made a lot of backup plans. Yeah, and yeah. They might not have needed them, but right. they, they made them. And then because it was a lot of noise. It's going to be cool yeah. again. You're a big vibes guy. I'm right? 100% vibes. Yeah. And, and medical uh, degrees. Yeah, honorary. Yeah, but my medical degree is basically based on vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. You it's check like, the vibes. It's like an Eastern You're thing. doing great. Come, yeah. I'll see you in six months. <laughs> vibe check. <laughs> vibe check. Vibe check MD. Yeah, I'm here for my, my vibe checkup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Well... We're not done with styles yet. We're going to do more and more and more styles. What is the next big thing in lager? I know some of us have already mentioned lager, but we're going to go deeper into the, the lager geek rabbit hole. What new lager styles are we going to see either brand new or resurgent? What what are we going to see? I see Baltic Porter. <sighs> mm, that's right. Yes. So we've had seen the surge of so many pale lager styles. We've seen the Czech dark lager. Mm. It's about time the Baltic Porter just comes front and center. Do you think it will be called that or will it be called a Baltic stout? It's a good question. That... I didn't pay attention to when I saw it in the future. I, don't, it, it, I think it will be it a porter. It might be a Baltic stout. I think it's going to be a Baltic porter. <clears throat> it could be a cold, black, Maybe or a Baltic ale. lager. Maybe. Baltic lagers. Yeah. Like Baltic yeah. dark lager? Baltic dark lager. There we go. Now, we, now we're cooking with Baltic dark lager. Cooking with gas yeah. there. That, you just that, sold that, a that million checks cases. Out. Yeah. <laughs> that checks out vibe-wise? Vibe check, yeah. Vibe-wise, that check. checks. Mm. Yeah. Well, that checks out. Yep, that checks out. At least vibe-wise. Vibe checks. Yeah, vibe. at this point, I think, like, stout has too much baggage, um, too much, mm. you know, uh, assumptions around it uh, at this point in terms of, like, what people expect, high ABV, all that stuff. Super high ABV versus kind of what the Baltic party would land at. I like that... Uh, I like that Baltic dark lager, though. I think that's an interesting uh, way to frame it. Porter, okay. you got to get rid of the porter. Yeah. Yeah, porter's From tough. From a marketing standpoint, you got to ditch love the porter. porter. Yeah. Mm. But they do like dark lager. They do. And they do like words, words. modifying dark lager. <laughs> what does the third eye see when it peers into the ether and asks the ether, what new lager? I'm not yes. saying that's what your third eye sounds yes. like. I'm just saying. Um, I, yeah, my my perspective is pretty small potatoes in the scheme of 
craft brewing, but I think what we're going to see more is like Czech, Czech brewing becomes uh, more ubiquitous or Czech styles, I should say. I think we're going to get like moving beyond just the Czech dark lager and the Czech pale lager. We're going to see more of the uh, Polo Tamavi, which is the half dark, the amber. Um, again, I'm, I'm hitting amber pretty hard here. I think um, where you see a lot of the uh, devotees of lager exploring, they're trying to continue to find um, the most niche of styles. And uh, not that Boltzmann is super niche, but it is kind of the next on the table. So I, I'd expect to see more of that. And what is Chris Kenobi? Uh, what does what, he brought? Wait, I, oh, oh, I, I, just I saw to, you just a Did I manifest this beer? I went into a portal and... And when I was in there, I don't really know what happened. It was a lot like the, the when when Luke went into the forest, the forest forest in mm. in Dagobah. It was I was faced with things, and I saw um, Darth Vader, and uh, he he handed me this. Well, you saw half Darth Vader. Oh, I feel like Darth Vader would have handed you a Baltic port. Oh, human dark. human robot. Um, we're actually going. We're uh, pouring at a festival with them in Czech Republic. Uh, this year in the Czech Republic, yeah, we're pouring a, at a festival in Prague. That's awesome. And why don't yeah. you, uh, for the people listening? Uh, oh and, yeah, and so not what, seeing. Yeah, yeah. Well, third I said, yes. uh, oh, yeah. Okay, uh, brewed a can by Human Robot here. We have a Czech style garnet lager, which is an interesting framing. Interesting uh, word here. It's more Pol- red. Polotomavi Twelve Play-Doh. probably made in Philadelphia. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ob Chris's but, uh, cousins Chris's. Uh, Hometown, right? Yeah, and uh, you you may have that, or maybe we can. Oh, all have we can. It let's, crack it. let's crack yeah. it. Let's crack it. Yeah. Well, let's we'll chill it when we we'll oh, take we'll a break and we'll chill it down. Okay, cool. It. That works. Yeah. So the Polotomavi looks like it's already happening. Wow, already happening. That and that can, I will say, is hot to the touch. Don't don't touch it. You'll burn yourself. Well, Jake won't, but everyone else will. Ah, yeah. Jesus. Human robot. Did they were. Uh, I know we've talked about Maliko in the past, but they were big on. Kind of yes. doing that at their yeah, spot. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They're called milk tubes, right? Yeah. Yeah, they love doing them. Um, I, I, I shall go next. The next lager substyle will be a North German Pilsner. Mm. So not just the German Pils, but the North German Pils. The, J- the Jaeger inspired. Exactly. Just like Czech Dark Lager is, is Ufleku. Um, there's certainly more than just Yaver, but it's going to be, you know, as you go north in Germany, uh, so it goes that they that the, the beers get more crisp and bitter, and uh, I think uh, the time is is ripe for people to to tr- uh, start naming these lagers this way and say this is our North German Pilsner, and I think you'll get a lot of um, interest buys. Uh, if maybe even on draft, just based on like, well, what's a North German lager? I do know, two. and it is an actual, you know, sub 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 style or a or a a, a style or, or a, a a kind of a flavor difference compared to like Bavarian pilsners for sure. So I've had legitimacy to it. I've been at two. I've been at more than this, but I was at two breweries specifically in the last like six months that served me. Think something that just said. 
was a their pilsner, and both of them described it as a North German pilsner. Really, but it wasn't described like that on the menu. It just said pilsner, but they told me it was a, like they're like it's a North it's a North German pilsner. We were gonna start seeing them described that way. <clears throat> Those are some of my favorite beers. There you are. Yeah, I, my, sorry, my, good. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. The, uh, like my cowl is uh, distracting me. It's not just distracting me. It, <laughs> you look amazing. On the uh, back to the darker front, Mr. Douglas sees the cold black IPA as the next resurgent lager style. We've seen Firestone Walker, a uh, resurgent loved brewery. Okay. Oh, sorry. Just uh, just new next lager next. style. Yes. Got ahead of so. myself as I. Tend to do in my yes, I know. <laughs> You're thinking about when you it gets only, lame, and then it comes back I again. This was the 2025 show <laughs> yeah. we were at the beginning. More like 2035, <laughs> I think, is what you're thinking. Remember that? Living in 3005. Remember those five years where there was n- couldn't get away from those cold black IPAs? Well, they're back, baby. They're back because it's 2035. Matt Bertelson made ten of them this year. Yeah, but to to your point on um, the style name, begging the question of. creating the intrigue and then the educational moment of well what is that and those conversations you know whether it's cold black IPA or perhaps it goes by its proper name of Cascadian Lupa Lager either way (laughs) this dark Pliny uh, the Elder gave it that name yes uh, (laughs) this dark approach to the cold IPA just as a seasonal one-off for breweries with a rotating IPA program who are into lagers. Uh, we're going to see a lot of these in 2024, especially come fall. Cold black IPAs. The cold black IPA. Okay, we'll Love see. It. I'm here for it. We'll see. We already saw. Yes. Well, <laughs> true. We already saw. They'll see. They They'll shall see. see. They'll see. They'll see. They'll see. <laughs> yeah. We have the next IPA substyle. Do we want to do that one or? We just run through it real quick. Okay. I said it was the double dry hop West Coast IPA. I kind of already mentioned yeah. that. It's, it's mostly us just mentioning things. We yeah, these are all. I, I, I have a new one. I, yes, I forgot please. to exchange it. The terpene uh, black, cold black IPA. The next IPA substyle is back to the flagship IPA. The flagship IPA, which was. Ignored for a while, it was the workhorse for the brewery. Then the brewery made a million one-off IPAs. Attention and sales are going back these days just to the one that everybody knows and loves, the most consistent one, the most dialed-in recipe, the one where they can most know what to come to expect. All of a sudden, breweries are beginning to realize that that's where their bread is is buttered, and they're going to begin to put more work into that one of new ways to introduce that core beer of theirs back to people because that is currently Mr. Douglas believes what's working. So we're going to see a resurgent emphasis push investment behind the flagship IPA. Yeah. I also think people are just a little tired of all this new stuff all the time. And they're like, I remember that. Is that any good anymore? And that they have and like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go back to drinking that. I don't know. That's I don't have any numbers for that. That's just my future vision. Very interesting. Very interesting. How about you, Third Eye? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling uh, this is already in the uh, 
GABF competition, which kind of surprised me when we were looking at it this year. But uh, the New Zealand IPA, I think, will um, continue to grow as a concept. Um, it's been around, obviously, using the GABF um, competition and guidelines and all that. But um, I think it's a way to sort of position a beer based on its hops that isn't um, um, it's a little bit different, right? Um, we've had New Zealand hops around for a long time, but what we're seeing is um, it can present a really different profile. And, and anytime, um, anecdotally from what I've seen, is when they get uh, released, people seem to gravitate towards it, I think. Uh, and, and in terms of profile, I kind of see them as like sort of West Coast adjacent, right? Dry, bitter, but, you know, using the New Zealand hops. with, um, with And I think that's kind of the best pairing with New Zealand hops versus a hazy style. Um, that, that, that's my prediction. Great. That's good. And Mike? I, mid, the Midwest IPA. <laughs> yes, you saw the same thing again, as, mm -hmm. as I kind of did. Sometimes visions are strong. Too. Well, you know, yeah. you, you pre, like 10 minutes ago, you saw into the future of this particular right. question, and then you just mm -hmm. uh, used it for the previous one. Two birds with Great. one vision. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Well, we've passed the taste of things to come, but we've still got so many uh, futures to tell still. Next is just the, the big picture, but I think I'm, I'm fatigued. This takes a lot out of me. <laughs> and the force is yeah. very dull with you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you saw Luke when he tried to lift up the the X-Wing fighter out of the swamp. It's draining. That's peanuts compared to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know? If You're Luke, way weaker. There's, no, tr there's no, no try, no, though. I could do that easy. Well, okay, okay. If Luke tried to look into the future of <laughs> IPA his substyles, brain, his brain would break. His brain would <laughs> melt out of his ears. The he, he'd turn to the love. dark side instantly, never <laughs> to return. This is the heavy lifting, and I need... <laughs> To go to the cantina. Get your midichlorians back up. And get my midichlorians <laughs> back up. Because I know what that means. So we'll, uh, we'll be back shortly with uh, more, a whole lot more predictions. And we're back. Welcome back to the Beer Temple podcast where we are gazing into the future. I am... Uh, Dr. Strange, Mike, MD, PhD, JD. Mm. Uh, and a JD. Uh, VD, which is Vibes Doctor. No, uh, not not venereal disease. disease. Certified. <laughs> I have <vibes> many VD. <laughs> yeah. I'm here with uh, Obi. What? <laughs> messed it up already. Obi Chris Quinn, Quinn Obi. Uh, Nostra Douglas. And the third eye take Jake. Jake, the third eye take. Jake, baby. the, the th third eye take. So Jake, the snake. So happy. Good enough. Out. Didn't work out. Your burns are severe. You kind of look like Anakin from uh, episode Again, three. Again, it's just right the roof now. of my mouth from your pizza. I don't know if that's the roof of your mouth. You you look <laughs> the roof severely. Yeah, severely burned. But what I'm saying but is, I'm happy to be here. I'm I hope those takes were worth it because I'm guessing you were practicing for this episode. 
Oh, I've been takes that burn your quote unquote last, mouth. The last podcast recording ended. I've been in the uh, take gym. in the lab. Yeah, just shouting again the worst opinions and takes you've ever heard. Yeah, to make because it, just been honed for here. Tonight. I just didn't know what was what. Yeah, Joe Flacco is the goat. Oh, uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, much respect to Joe Flacco. Come on. He's out here doing his thing. Exactly. Come on, no need to, no need to malign. That was your take. I'm I, just saying. A, a, uh, an aging uh, quarterback king. All right, we, we we have many many takes. <laughs> all right, all right. That are beer related. <laughs> I don't even like the NFL, and here I am talking about Joe Flacco. It's a bad take. <laughs> I like him. Blue Hen. Um. Let's look at the. Let's let's let's, let's take a a look. Is Serge here? Is he still? Prancing around and now he's got a harp. Oh, yeah, he's laying down. He's got a harp, but I think he started eating some of the mushrooms that were yeah. in the field where he was dancing around with his lower half being a fawn. Yeah, he's. I think he's got some he's horns got a whistle, too. A whistle and a. He's got a little. <laughs> There's some. Little homie's got horns. Thing. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's more mischievous than usual. Getting up yeah. to something. Well, hopefully he can still get the episode out. Um, but we're gonna take a big picture. Take a look at the big picture. Eight by ten. Yeah, eight by the, the big one by seventeen. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're talking. Um, it's a big printer. And let's look at some uh, next big trends in the beer industry. Anything? Any? Any new trends? What's going to be the hot new? I'll in hop, the I'll beer industry, please. I'm, 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 your I'm, eye is covered, by the way. How can oh, you give any takes in your eye is I was, completely covered? I was about to mess all this up, and that's it's, it's, uh, yeah. Your t- uh, oh, there we go. There we go. Breaking the fourth wall. I I'm breaking the fourth wall here for those at home listening who don't know what's going on. I'm here to say, Wordy Walt. The big picture, the next big trend in beer. I think we're gonna see. Uh, uh, emphasis on service and presentation is kind of the next frontier of beer, um, especially yes. as this uh, craft beer stabilizes and, and fewer comp- and fewer breweries can reach um, you know certain echelons of production. They they have to draw people in in other ways um, to 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 you know become viable businesses, and I think a lot of that's going to be focused on. Um, not only um, the quality of the beer is kind of uh, to be expected at this point, right? Um, at least in from what I've seen in, in, in advanced markets, I think the next step is how are these beers presented to people and, and, and what's the service level like? I think gone are the days where you could be a brewery, throw up a couple of uh, uh, used barrels and, and uh you know, call it a day. I think, um, I think the next level is, is, is that um, hospitality. Hmm. Interesting. You're saying the days of the corrugated metal bar are 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 coming to an end. Oh no! So, I got, yeah, I think you so got to provide. I think you got to provide more. Again, it's not just the quality of the beer. That's kind of to be expected, especially in a, in, in advanced markets. And you know, I'm uh, able to do a little bit of traveling and go into markets that have uh, a rich craft. Uh, brewing scenes and, and like really high quality stuff and um, people are taken to that next level by offering um, uh, good experiences while you're there. I will uh, 
go next if that's okay because this is a not the same as Jake's, but uh, on a similar similar uh, wavelength. Um, 2024 is going to be the year where craft breweries focus heavily on the the beer not being the primary driver to get people to their tap room. Like Jake is talking about the quality of service. There's also going to be this emphasis on saying, hey, maybe maybe the days are over, the growth is over of new people who are going to come for the beer alone, but will gladly come for this other thing where, where they get to also drink really good beer as well, where beer is the supporting actor instead of the main event. There's old old examples such as trivia night, that type of thing. That's an example of trivia is what gets people there, but then they want to drink good beer while they're at trivia night. Uh, getting creative with that, with and that can be anything. Um, but the the new draws, this can be partnerships with other organizations who have you know dedicated, loyal followings for this other thing, partnering with them to work together to draw people in to drink your beer, but do this other thing at the same time. I think uh, that's always been a thing. 2024 is where that becomes an absolute must to grow your base of consumers. Yeah, sorry not to interject again, but mm -hmm. I, I totally agree with that, I, that sort of like bringing in um, other um, community gets over used as a term, but this sort of like subculture groups, like people that have their own things or meetups and things like that. We've We've experimented with that at, at Hopewell, and the, the balance is like, what's something we can bring in that people can feel comfortable and, and welcome in, but isn't disrupting the experience of someone just coming in, right? Um, so that's that's definitely a balance there, but we're, we're having a lot of fun bringing in people that might not uh, identify as beer drinkers first, but they like the space and we're offering something and the, they like the beer, and then all of a sudden they become people who wanna uh, come back uh, other times so I see I see my prediction <clears throat> for the future is also my prediction from the past Ooh. which is that classic the closing of many breweries including several popular ones and ones that seemed like they were doing okay um, yes yes I mean, we saw that definitely happen in Illinois. I think there were probably 30-ish breweries that closed in the last calendar year, including one that was very popular. Um, but that what was openly having some issues. <clears throat> I think this is the year you see ones that you thought were like, oh, they're doing fine, uh, kind of start closing and kind of out of nowhere. Mm. Hey, the ghost of bummer. Bummers <laughs> yeah. yet to come. Yeah, it goes um, to bummers yet to come. Um, so, uh, sorry, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. Hey, what is it? What I don't is, want it to be true, but it is, and you've seen yeah. it. That's right. It now, was. name names. Which breweries and is it, it is, going yeah. to be? It is, and it was, and it will, <laughs> and it will be. Yeah. Trademark. Yeah. Um, it's on draft right now at Beer Temple. Yeah. So, I think we're going to start seeing. Um, a, a big trend in breweries that have have been around the block for a while, beers that uh, breweries that have a lot of history, and who maybe 
ran a little too far in the new, new, new direction and having to put out not only a Citra Mosaic Simcoe, but also a Simcoe Mosaic Citra uh, week after week and, and so on. Maybe realizing that they have some beautifully made and well-loved beers sitting in their repertoire that they can bring back out. So I think 2024 will be the year where um, gaining some excitement for bringing back some discontinued beers, favorites from the past, will I wanna, be I, I want to hear a specific beer, Chris. That's the prediction. Piper Springs back. Last Kiss Scotch Ale with Fenugreek. <laughs> well, yep, that, that, that's it, folks. That, you heard it. <laughs> episode's you, over. Are you thinking like that Sierra Nevada variety pack, but on a local level, like them? them I'm, kind I'm of thinking them. that it's going to keep. That's going to keep happening. Yeah, yeah. That you're going to see um, Taco Days coming back. Sure. Yeah. No, like uh, I know Founders has discontinued a lot of their beers. Maybe we see their Imperial Stout come back. Something. Along Dip it into the archives lines. a little bit. Cross yes. of gold. No, I, right. I, I think exactly. I agree with that. I think it's he's uh, nodding <laughs> enthusiastically. The, the longer these breweries <laughs> stick around and are doing stuff, they have cooler things they can like go back to and use it as an in and out. Right now, they're not gonna yeah. like create. They're not gonna make it a seasonal necessarily. Or even you know, right. just maybe a one time. Hey, remember this beer? I'm very discreet in and out. I think that's. Um, and, and it can play off of people's sort of, again, talking about like nostalgia or sense of right. like what that brewery was when they when they first got into craft beer, right? That that thing that's really fun. I think. Yes, yeah, I, 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 I would. Yeah, I, I got to imagine like a spot like Founders or Bells or whoever on, on that scale. I see Great Lakes yeah. would be yeah. like ready for that. You you doing okay there, Doc? <laughs> I caught myself on my cowl, but um, okay, we're good. Okay, we're good. Good. Um, has ever have, has everyone gone now? Yes. Yes, we only see the future. We can't tell. Yes. Okay. Well, now, what's go in the other direction? What current trend are we going to see start to disappear? Maybe fully disappear or start to disappear? Um, I think you should go first for this one. Okay. Sure. <laughs> well, I've looked. Into the future. Again, <laughs> let me just tell you, the one thing that is hard for me, and impossible, nay, is how far ahead into the future am I looking? But I know that I have seen the cold, cold death. The death the rattle. Cold, cold the cold death. death rattle of the cold IPA. <laughs> I'm telling you, the cold IPA will wane and disappear in the year 2024. Have you predicted this before? I don't know. I only look <laughs> into the future, as you just said. As you just said, I only look mm. into the future. And in its wake, cold black. <laughs> Perhaps. Replacing it. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. So that that is what will happen. Um, it is what will be. It is what what will be. I I 
believe it is in the year 2024. It could be in the year 3024. <laughs> could have been we'll the see. year 2023. Could have been the year 2022, yeah. according to this document. But, you know. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, Chris, I get it. You, you, see so the past, far, <laughs> you see so far into the future, not quite sure which years you're seeing into. So. Which which dimension I'm... Which dimension? I mean, is a lot that's of really difficult for you, Doc. It's almost impossible. I mean, I mean, you're in like millions of dimensions. I mean, I've nailed every one of these and also uh, missed on every single one. Every wow. time Doctor yeah. Strange walks into a room, I see him just doing the sickest circles I've ever seen. Just, just adjusting his cowl. Adjusting his cowl. And ripping circles. Drawing the perfect, most perfect years. circles in, in, in air. Um, it's great. It's, it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's quite a scene. Thank you. That's great. I do my best. Who's next? I foresee the almost total death of the pastry stout. Total. Total death. There will Mm. still be some that get razzled or dazzled or whatever that thing's called. Razzler. Razzner. Razzle. Wait, wait, wait. You might have. have, What's a Razzner? You might have to give me up the speed on this. You, ra- you got it wrong. It's a razzle. It's a razzle. Razzner. Osner. Osner is what I was thinking of. Razzle. What's a razzle? Anyway, uh, there might be some breweries who are known for it that still do it, but as a go-to, let's just put a bunch of adjuncts into this diabetes-laden stout. I think that's that's completely over. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're done. The pastry stout is dead. That's what you you heard here. Yeah, I think Third. the, the kind of like last <laughs> remaining uh, place for that to work is like own premise, right? Right. Yeah. It, it's not really working at bars and, and restaurants anymore, for sure. Right. If we only had somebody here who might have any insight on that, Serge, what's up? <laughs> oh, oh. oh no, <laughs> what's he doing out there? About. Pastry, oh, pastry, oh, okay. Is he's he, he's, he's a, going is down him, on that harp. Him and five other. He's riding a pony, a, having a that. pan flute jam. That, that's a majestic pony he's riding in on. Um, They're playing Bohemian Rhapsody on their pan flutes. Yes, um, yes. If if only we knew who would who the if pastry shops would go. I didn't quite pick up on this extra on that. That thread that was dropped in another dimension, I didn't quite pick up on it. So um, <laughs> I think maybe Doug should, Nostra Douglas should should go next. <laughs> yes, sure. That's what I foresee. Mine is one I wasn't expecting to make a few years ago, but I do believe the kettle sour is mm. going to not disappear, of course, but wane a little bit from where mm. it was a few years ago, where it was. This very, very attractive opportunity as a uh, potential alternative to going the hard seltzer route, sticking in the beer realm for any brewery that wanted to do that. Uh, It was this way to showcase fruit for people who maybe didn't like the traditional taste of beer in a lager or even didn't like IPAs. But it was this other way to showcase beer in a way that would bring in a different crowd. And... I think it did, and I think there is a base of people who still very much love a fruited kettle sour and will continue to, but I think the category is up at odds against all the other next new things in the FMB flavored malt beverage world, all these other, you know, go to any, 
you know, store like a Whole Foods or a Binnie's and look at all the pretty, go to the non-beer shelves, but the other shelves and see all the beautiful colors of all these new brands. And I think the Kettle Sour fan is also dabbling in all these new worlds and it's probably creating less of an opportunity than it was. So I see the, that style uh, where it was on the up and up just a few years ago, starting to wane. Kettle Sours, dead. Dead. <laughs> Wayne. Excuse Wayne. Wayne. Starting. Maimed and slightly waned. Starting to slightly wane. <laughs> Wayne-tality. Yeah, I think there's just so, also just so much other types of alcoholic beverages that didn't exist when craft beer kind of ascended. And a lot of like, them are going after that kettle sour. That kettle sour flavor drinker. profile. Or like the, you know, the... The pastry stout one too. Like there were plenty of like that. Remember that PBR hard coffee was a direct competitor. I feel like to that mm. idea, like this sweet coffee flavored alcoholic beverage branded as a beer. I'll tell you what I think is going to get forced <clears throat> out is the American lambic style, unless it's slight Bad news, slightly in in the um, like. Maybe own premise a little bit, but there's going to be no room. Absolutely no room. That style is dead as a doornail. Dead, 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 dead. The dead. American sour. The American sour. like lambic. The American wild ale. Wild ale. But I, but like very specifically like going towards that lambic. Oh, the method traditional. Yeah, well that for sure, but. Um, yeah, it's it, there's going to be but no room can, to compete. Well, and, well wait, wait, and it's wait, because I, I got to interject real quick. Well, I, so why is it because, let going, me say why because before but, we start. But method dust, come on, <laughs> that's got it. That, come on, no, I can't be that, that way. That's that's that no, that's that which never everyone's die. waiting for that one. Yeah, the SEC is about to approve the ETF for Dustcoin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good. You can cash in now, Mike. All in. Um, we're more we're more in fathead coins now, but. The reason that, being that is uh, the ability and to get high quality Belgian goods and lambic right now is at an all time high. Um, there is such super high quality. The only holdout now is is Cantillon. Um, that's the only one that that still seems to be difficult to get, and it's getting easier. And um, and the prices are very very good. I mean, you can get I think a bottle of three seven five Dree, just goose for I think twelve ninety nine for a three seven five. So good luck competing American brewers with that. No, I I disagree with you on that one. Okay. Where you can definitely make it like a five hundred milliliter bottle of ours is cheaper than that. Uh, but theirs is a three-year goose blend. The last thing we put out as Levan was three and a half was the oldest. So sure, but theirs is <laughs> a is a a blend across barrels. Levan is not a is not a goose. Levan no, is a it's inspired by that though. Is a is a farmhouse. Is like a a, a, a wild farmhouse ale. Yeah. Um. So I think of that as very different than. Than a goose, but anyway. Okay. So, <clears throat> personally, I do. 
Yeah, we don't sell it as like a lambic. Yeah, I don't think it drinks like a lambic personally. Yeah. But um, well, that's my point. It's but not I, meant to. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the things that are tr- that are trying to compete in that space gotcha. have have are are have no hope because if you're going against Dree Goose and and that's there for thirteen dollars a bottle, why would someone go elsewhere for that experience? Yeah. yeah. Is what I'm saying. For so. sure. It can, yeah, it can only exist in extremely niche circumstances where you have the ability to talk directly to the person drinking it and build that. But that's even then. No, no. I what know. can you say? No, yeah, I think it's. It, but it's scale it's better it. than Dre. <laughs> no. I, mean, oh, yeah. I would say there's examples of 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 beers that can always transcend or just go past like what we, uh, you know, perceive as like the like the top. Uh, version of that, hundred percent, and and, I, and and so I think there's breweries that can do that, but yeah, it's 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 a tough battle. It's it requires education, and it requires like uh, a close touch, and there's bur- like so yeah, I agree. In the in the in the total in the total, like I guess like overall, yes, it's gonna wane, but there are gonna be small breweries who can who can make it work because they have the they have the story and the intentional kind of. I don't know Purpose. too many who are in America who are like making full lambic inspired like beers. Like maybe Jester King is still putting out Spawn, but other than that, who's? Well, I think doing American that? Wild Ale. Like, it, like how do you market Levain? Just says I think it just says saison. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, so that's oak, my point. Oak fermented saison. Yeah, that's yeah. my point. So, not not an American. I mean, wild we do ale. present it as something that's elevated. Versus sure. our other saisons, As, and it tastes and it, as much. Yeah. We had that on last week too. We had Levain on recently, or yeah. two weeks ago. It was great. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, anyone who's trying to make like, that wasn't like even an American a, lambic right. is who who's in, which which spot. other trend is going I'll, to die? I, probably my hottest take. I'll do my hottest take. I'm going to say Whoa. it's good. Oh, Seinfeld's take, not that take good. On the next style to Wayne, take Dippa on double Whoa. IPA. Even though I know Whoa. the 192s, wow. all that all that nonsense. Whoa. I think, I think, I think, and so I will give that caveat. I think Dippas God. will exist in the 1920s for reasons beyond craft. Need which sip a beer, <laughs> hot um, Yeah, fan, reasons beyond craft down. that Dippa does well in 1920s that no one wants to talk about, at least publicly. Yeah. Um, but as a like everyday drinker, 12, 16 ounce. That that's no. We're, I I, we're, I, we're I think I, I miss what you said, but what, what about what people don't want to. Talk about is Zippa nineteen twos um, single serve. Um, that is a um, that's a alcohol per ounce yeah. play. Oh, it's not 100%. a flavor play. Alcohol per play. dollar. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's something that doesn't really get. You know, there's a lot of no. uh, um, when things tangled up in that right. Um, that uh, you know gets kind of. Uh, uh, masquerades as craft in a lot of ways but uh, I think uh, not to get in all that that ball of wax I think Dippa as a 16 ounce play four pack I, I, I see that just trend going away kind of almost all, all together I see that okay. as one of like bifurcates by scale right where you can depending on where you can what access you have to what types of stores I mean double IPA is gonna keep killing it in the volume game at the high level of production. Like, I don't think we're going to see 
Voodoo Ranger not do well next year, but for breweries that are smaller, that you see were, fewer breweries doing it as a way to like make ends meet. Sure, a small that's, like my, I, that's my hedge there. Think, fewer breweries really doing it at any like considerable level. Sure. We have many takes to get to. You know what's not waning? Starting to the slow down. Fatheads. Oh, we love a fathead, don't we, folks? Look at that. Yeah, we oh. love it, don't we, folks? Okay, so um, has everyone gone here? I believe so. Yes. Okay, we are now going to move on though. to the next trending business model. What is um, what a what an interesting way to propose that? What is the next big way? Well, why don't you introduce this one, Mister <laughs> <Mr>. Douglas? <laughs> to do the first one, or introduce what the the concept the of the concept, the vision we're when trying you've to looked see. into the future. You know, we've been talking a lot about beer styles, so let's get away from styles and let's get away. Let's get into a new business model. For example, I saw Mars, friend of the show, Mars Brewing, recently introduced a club where you pay one hundred and fifty dollars a year and you get X amount of new releases throughout the entire year. And as a result of paying up front for that, you also get discounts and other perks. I thought that was like an interesting, smart uh, add-on to their business model of to-go beer in their tap room. That's just one example. It could be anything, but a new kind of line of business, a new way to generate some income for your brewery, respin what you're doing, anything big or small. Okay. Here's, I'll, I'll go. Private bottlings. Private Labeled beers. Beers made for people. Made for maybe private people, like literally like a group of guys who say, hey, we can get a batch made together. Or maybe for a bar. That's been happening. But it's not a trend. Right. That's a good point. It's it's little bits and pieces. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nostra Douglas participated once in a prairie private barrel with a bunch of friends where they you could pick your adjuncts and you got a single barrel and they made you a bunch of bottles and then a bunch of friends chop them up and i think i got six or eight little prairie bombs done a special way oh. <laughs> uh, did it with a superstition mead once too but yeah, halfway there. Can, no you can do do the uh that's been happening in bourbon for a long time do the too. um yeah it's a what do they call it yeah the chin strap <laughs> Like a like the guy from Anthrax. Ooh, very future forward. Oh, he got the full blown. His ring stuck on his finger. He's he trying to take his wedding ring off for some reason. Because my fan was bloated. <laughs> I like it though. You're not just talking about barely. He's got in, in the future, yeah. Chris Quinn like doesn't wear his wedding ring. No, like, I'm talking right? about what I'm talking about is yeah, private. Private labels, private bottlings, maybe even people saying, like, listen, will you make a beer for our college? Will you make a beer for our group? Will you make a beer for our like stuff white like label. that? Yes, white label. Yeah. yeah. That will be a thing. That question yeah. comes across to a lot of breweries all the time, and it's uh, a way to make ends meet for some of them, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah. It's, uh, it's very easy things. to do if you say... Can this be a beer we already make? But yeah. your label on it versus a whole new brew. 
but depends on how much they want to buy too. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, maybe hop this one up a little different, or add add more like add this hop to it as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There Central Simcoe and a mosaic. Exactly. And also a little more mosaic. <laughs> okay. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, I'll go next. Who's who's yeah, go next. Mine is uh you know, a, this at least two ways I see this happening, but it's a, a a trend of consolidation of infrastructure. Uh in some ways that's gonna be what used to be a brewery becoming a brand. An example was Bear Republic who made Racer Five deciding that their operation wasn't viable anymore, but the brand was still had plenty of customers. So another decent-sized California brewery, Drake's Brewing, um, not in Oakland, but near Oakland, um, they took over the brand. They didn't want anything to do with the um, actual brewery of Bear Republic, but they purchased just the IP, the recipe, the brand, and they, now they make and sell Racer 5 as well. That's an, one example of this happening. It's what's going to become of Anchor Brewing, like I think the Anchor Brewery is done, but somebody will pick up the IP and brand of Anchor Brewing, and now all of a sudden that will be brewed somewhere else, probably somewhere generally near the Bay Area, but it won't be Anchor Brewing, but the Anchor Steam or Anchor Porter and all these other brands will exist in a way. So this consolidation of infrastructure. And then one other way I saw it done recently is the Lost Abbey. They recently consolidated their production with a brewery that I'm not as familiar with, but they're called Mother Earth in San Diego. They started off by just they wanted to share space to make their own beer in the same, share the same brew house, kind of maybe have their own tanks, whatever. Um, but then that was going so well in the early goings, they decided to open a tap room that is very much split. That's like half a Lost Abbey tap room, half a Mother Earth tap room. So it's this place where you have two, their, their beers are very complementary, not so much overlapping. Right. So it gives you like, if you liked both, if you're a San Diego beer fan and you like both breweries, they've both been around for over 10 years over, I, I think it both have, I think Mother Earth was like 2010, Lost Abbey, many years before that. Um, so if you like both breweries, it's, you have double the reasons to go. So this uh, could dovetail into uh, consolidated tap rooms too, a tap room opening up that's two, two breweries. It could be two breweries that have their own brewery, but then deciding to open up an outpost that is both of them. Oh, a place that's for interesting. Like, yeah, so they keep doing their own thing, but they go in together on this other location that's like an hour away. A co-tied so en- house. Enough, enough distance. Yeah. Co-tied house, yep. yes. Something like that. So again... Rich main main point, consolidation of infrastructure. Some breweries will go away. The brands will live on in many different forms. I mean, uh, I follow a lot of brewery auctions trying to buy equipment, and the, almost all the auctions are almost always entirely just the equipment. Yep. Uh, the one recently, Metropolitan, actually does include the intellectual property for Metropolitan as an item you can bid on. So I think that just I wonder what that would uh, go as, for. as far as a trend goes. Well, well we, I know like, what it would go for, but can, I'm not telling. That's, that's, yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. We can we can watch yeah, all you other non seers can watch it and see. But uh, yeah, the, the idea that there is value in these brands that just don't happen to have a, a model that works currently is 
Yeah, it sounds like kind of what happened in macro, right? Where a lot of brands were absorbed by other breweries or they kept brewing them. And I think that's happened, like to Doug's point is not, no, Sir Douglas's point, sorry, uh, is that it's being, it's happening on the craft level now, which seems, seems uh, um, for sure like that's going to be the path. So definitely agree with that. Uh, Does anyone want to make a quick prediction on what the uh, individual uh, metropolitan beer uh, no. brands will, will go for at sale. No, I don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm not saying it to be mean to them, but I, I'm saying I like no I don't. I don't think that like, that egg brand, it, beer brands like that have any uh, real worth. It's, I, don't, I, mean, I, I don't think they will go for anything. We'll Except I mean, if maybe. they're purchased, they'll be purchased by someone already. Uh, affiliate who was affiliated with the with the brand in the past like maybe a past owner or a previous owner or something like that maybe i mean it's it's well the point was it's literally unprecedented in one of these auctions on the actual auction website to have one lot right the intellectual property um that's separate from the equipment it's two different oh yeah so Uh, when you do these auctions like it's the equipment like it would be like the brew house and then all the fermenters individually and it's like a separate item is just the intellectual property, which I've never seen before. Yeah. Um, it seems like a, I've never seen anything like that. It usually seems like something that gets sold separately from the, like... Isn't auctioned off. Yeah. Um, but this auction year was probably like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they'll probably... They also get, they get 18% on whatever it sells for. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll auction off whatever you think people will give us money for. Who is next? Uh, do we have... Uh, I, I, I got a quick one here. Next, next business trending model, right? business model, yes, yes. Uh, real quick, I'll just, I think the, uh, just the on-premise, hyper-focused, service-minded uh, tap room. So um, I think uh, Sacred Profane out of uh, Biddeford, Maine is a good example. They only brew two styles. It's a Czech dark and a Czech uh, pale. Um, they serve it uh, in, in tank beer style, so directly from tanks there. And um, just focus on... on on that, very, very, uh, just very focused. I think that's kind of where um, I could see uh, own premise has already kind of been trending and is the thing, but I think uh, continuing to focus on that is, is, uh, is yeah. where my prediction lands. Yes, just opening up a a space. We are a brewery, and this is where our beer. But is. It also, just like you, you come out with a very clear focus of it, what it is you are and what it is you're making. And what to expect when you get there, um, and, and less about like mo- like uh, uh, adjusting or trying to figure it out. It's like it's very clear from the out, out uh, outset. When I went to GABF, I went to Cohesion Brewing, which does the Czech beer thing, and I bring this up just because we've talked about it earlier in the show, and that was the greatest example I've ever seen of that. It's not a huge brewery, it's but it's very specific. It's like we have eight very degree. It's a, it's all degrees. And it's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the all the pouring methods, the and it's like very clear that that's what this and is, and it's not yeah. an over. There's not twenty choices. There's yeah. eight choices. Oh, here's a great and example. And you don't need yeah. any more than eight. Right. Eight is yeah. more than enough. Right. Yeah, it is. Interesting. Uh, may I ask a quick question? I know we're short on time, but I do have to ask this question: Why aren't you uh, talking about yourself in the third person <laughs> anymore? 
why did you go to cohesion? Why <laughs> it's not when Nostra Douglas went to cohesion? <laughs> Just um, you know, or maybe when, in the when future Doug it'll go went back. To cohesion. Yeah, when <laughs> d- or well, either. Uh, okay, so let's move on from. Uh, uh, oh, you have one. <laughs> yes. What is it? What is it? Uh, uh, I see breweries continue to push for uh, more direct-to-consumer sales uh, outside of their own tap rooms. So between uh, shipping here in Illinois, that's, mm. av- that's available in some other states, direct-to-consumer or direct delivery, uh, le- the legality of that. Interesting. And trying to a, a get, more attempting to, to, to push that that open back yeah. to where it was during covid times mm-hmm. interesting okay well here we have potpourri open predictions that are not contained to the definitions of the man you know <laughs> I mean, it's you uh i mean it's no, chris no it's not no it's not these these are just these appear i mean i just i throw the bones and they and then I read them, and this is, and the outline comes. So, are there any just predictions that someone would like to make that don't fit into other areas of, <laughs> of the outline? There uh, seem to be yeah. some interesting ones. <laughs> yeah, I would like say 2024 is going to be a great year, and uh, none of my catalytic converters will get stolen. Ah, great. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. A, that's a, oh, not mine. I mean, uh, Mike's. Or both. Regular Mike, non-strange Mike. You drive diesel as well, don't you, Mike, uh, doctor? Yeah, but I deleted the cats, so. Good. You banished them to another dimension? (laughs) Yeah. I'm in a non-smog-forming dimension. Good. Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) Uh, For myself, uh, I have two that are of varying levels of clarity. Which direction should I start? From the less clear or the more clear? Uh, the more clear. To more the less clear. clear. Okay. Yeah. The more clear is that Badhead's Head Hunter will repeat its back-to-back gold go, medals in both GABF and World Beer Cup. It will be an unprecedented four in a row. Does this also say in 2022 you use this space to also say cold IPA will die? <laughs> It's not just your style. I mean, apparently, I don't know. I just, like I said, I I threw the bones, the Yeti bones, and I read them, and this is what formed. Uh, I kind of go into a trance when I write this outline, so I can't really speak. Your eyes roll back in. Yeah, yeah, both of them. I only have two. I know. You know, some of us. Yeah, yeah, it's a real trip when you have three eyes rolling in the back of your head. I can imagine. Yeah, it's. Survived. Especially it's when the third like one sees everything. Just yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's so. rolling around. It. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, the top one doesn't it's like, stop. It just and they going. finally, all three <laughs> of them seven. line up. All three of them line up, and that's when he's back. They beam the take directly. The other it. potpourri is that I think local distillery RTDs will have a few breakout brands. This seems like a specific response to some group texts that... <laughs> Not us, but our friends might be, have been having. I think many of these <laughs> are. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that this is something that will see um, the success. And I think it will be seen um, kind of, uh, I think, a, a, a quicker forming version of what Nosher Douglas saw with local lager. I think there's going to be these new... Um, 
local things that come onto the scene that are um, spirit-based. And uh, there will be a few of them that will grab kind of the local vital, um, um, kind of the local zeitgeist. You're like the rolling rock of Twisted Teas. Correct. And people will, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be like the hot brand in the entire market. Like they will be white hot for, for a few of them. So I think. Yes. <laughs> I love the look of that, that, that take. That was a, a good Tim Heidecker three-eyed take right there. Love it. So Nostra Douglas thinks that 2024 is going to be the beginning, just the beginning of the end of the term craft beer. Ooh. Emphasis on the craft. Craft beer. <laughs> so beer's of, not going away. Okay, good. Kind of, kind of sort of had a pretty well agreed to definition a while ago that has since uh, struggled as large breweries bought craft breweries who didn't count as one by the Brewers Association definition. Now, if you try to explain to someone what craft beer means, it's it's a it's, you're basically explaining what being an independently owned means. And then it's like, why aren't we just saying we're independently owned? Twenty twenty four is going to be the beginning of craft breweries who are very very associated as being IPA houses, wanting to not so much be that. They just want to be what they are, which is a brewery, and they can each put their own spin on what that means. But I think breweries will begin stopping pushing the term, using the term in their own words, craft beer, and focus on just being what they are. An indep- I love that take. A perhaps independently owned, perhaps local, sure, but just a brewery. We are a brewery. We're not a craft brewery. We are a brewery. So, you don't, so we stop having to explain what craft means because we don't even know. Right. So you, and there's not going to be a replacement term, right? There's not going to be like a right. – we're not all going to be artisanal breweries. It's not going to yeah. go from micro-brew to craft brew. It's just – we're just Correct. all breweries. We're still happy to have the Brewers Association at our backs. So this yeah. can be our trade association that helps fight for, say, direct-to-consumer shipping laws if that's the, the hot topic that we want to lobby for. There's always tax breaks worth – you want to have that – it just there's no real reason it needs to be called craft anymore. It can be whatever uh, on their end if it's independent breweries, whatever. But I believe breweries are going to begin, and this takes many years. This yeah. is no this is no one year year over year thing where it's just an instant flip. Well, this is also an interesting one where it's, it's the absence of something more than it is like. Oh, we're gonna add coal to the name, right? I have a minor. <clears throat> we're gonna add check to the a, a minor uh, question that might have like more profound ramifications um, that would kind of lead to it. But do you think that this will have any effect on things such as the independent craft brewer? label that you see on uh, <laughs> beer labels? Just, it'll have no or, effect because it doesn't exist anymore. Or really. <laughs> uh, and and by way of that, um, people's association to a um, a brotherhood of of small independent craft breweries that um, maybe associate themselves with uh, the BA and uh, therefore pay dues yeah. to them. I don't think the seal matters, so I'm going to kind of just shoo that one off. Uh, 
I, I love the second question, especially because I very much feel that the brotherhood is the brotherhood, sisterhood, all of the above. It has just tapped out. I think it's, it's maxed out. And the key is shaking off the stigma of what craft beer was, all the crazy artwork, all the like new IPA every three days type of thing and the shaking off some of that. And that's part of the shift involves other fundamental shifts as well that go into being a little bit more of a brewery, a little bit more of a pride and these things we make and less of a need for the, the rapid fire of in and out Pokemonification uh, goes away, but that again takes years and years. That doesn't happen in a year. So that's not something that will say in a year like oh yeah it all went away it it doesn't work that way no one used craft at all (laughs) very strong very strong great take great take um great take anyone else Mm -hmm. great take of the midwest yes who else no okay are we moving on then no other potpourri takes you don't have to not loving that take. Uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll pop in. Right. Well, my this take is the one that's going to be the same take down the line. All right, this. well, then let's skip it then. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's let's skip okay, that, skip so. You foresaw it being said again. Yes, exactly. Now let's move on to. Oh, do you want to do the. Oh, well, let's see. Mm. Yes. We may need to. hold. We have so much to do. Let's hold on to this one okay. for a moment. We there may be a ransom letter. Someone may be at risk of bodily harm, but you know what? They can wait another week or two. They'll be fine. They seem like good, like good people who are keeping them hostage. Uh, so we've got um, like we've seen visions and shapes. That's what I want to talk about. The shapes. Yes, I want to talk about the shapes of things right now. The shapes of things to come. What is the next big shape? Uh, or, small, uh, or small shape. Or, or small shape. Big, uh, I meant that metaphorically, uh, <laughs> Nostra Douglas. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about service. I, I, I'm guessing that the third eye is, oh my God, his eye is glowing white hot <laughs> when I'm talking about <laughs> service. That's that's pink oh eye. Oh my that's pink god! Eye. That's pink eye. Third pink eye. Yeah. Third pink eye. Yeah, it's bad situation in the bathroom. He's got, <laughs> he's got third pink eye. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, in other words, I have nothing to offer on this. This is a tough question. This is. Uh, well, How like, everything you've said has been about hospitality and service. Uh, well, yeah, I, I don't want to repeat myself. So I don't want to repeat myself. Okay. Um, well then, I I shall go. The next big serving thing that people are going to hold on to as being special and cool will be tank pours versus mm. draft mm. pours. This is going to be an own premise thing only. It's and it's it's going to be hard for people to do, and it's going to take several years for this to to go because people are going to have to start putting in some 
you got to build for this. Exactly. To build your brewery around doing this. Well, I don't know if you have to build it around it, but you have to make some changes. So you can, so you can pour from your tank. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, and, right. and, the, and this is for your entire pour, not like a sample. Like, here's what it tastes. The tank, the tank. The tank is in the bar. And they're pouring it off the tank. Well, right? it has to be at a it has to be at a at a brewery tap right. room right. where it has to be. Or if someone can have a large size tank like a Pilsner or Kell, I mean that would but be. Is, I don't think that's going to happen for a while. This isn't like a, a brew pub where you're pouring from serving tanks. You're saying the tank is Perhaps visible is. and people Perhaps see it. Perhaps it is. No, no, well, no, no. Brew no, no, pubs no, no, have been no. pouring from serving tanks just on draft for forever. Fine. You're saying that now people, they're gonna now they're going to be. This feel is more special now. This is going to be marketed as. I thought you were saying they're gonna, they're going to walk over to the like the Zwickel no. on the tank. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. that Sorry. this is not on draft. This is from the tank. Oh, so it's still. But, but you did this this and this hand motion. This is meaning demarcated. I'm pulling it from draft each time. So yes. this is a cynical take. Yeah, okay. Well, no, not cynical. No, no, not cynical. <laughs> Maybe one will be at a lower carbonation. Maybe one will have some natural carbonation from the tank. I mean, I think all those so things could, could. This is more of a could, contextual thing. People are going to say at brew pubs, yeah, serving tanks. This is a tank pour. It's not like this from is from the tank. These we have on draft. These you can get from the tank. Yes, and then they just like pour that. them off of the same draft system. Yes. Uh-huh. But they are going to different. I mean, some lines go to tanks and some lines go to kegs, and I think they will be demarcated uh-huh. as such on the menu. And the tank pours will get people to try them. Interesting. I think you can take that a step further. That there are breweries now, and there will be breweries in the future that will serve things directly out of the tank like saying i want this czech lager and they turn around and pull it from the tank behind them now that's i mean yeah that well that too. brewery i mentioned earlier yeah, sacred sacred profane profane does, does that. that lesser known does that in yeah, winston yeah. salem like that's that, that, that's a czech thing right that's the tank the tank yeah. pour and all that yeah. so i i totally yeah, see that, that happening that that i see is actually pretty cool i've always wanted to do that with barrel aged beers a way to have a barrel that's meant for or like almost like giving the consumer the chance to pull, pull a nail. nail. The thing they get to see on social media happen, but the average consumer never gets to actually do that themselves. Having a way to be able to walk over, pull the nail, fill their glass, like that would be cool. That's yes. cool. And have barrels dedicated for that. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I, I think if there was a way to um, refrigerate uh, like casks while also having them on display um it would be cascade amazing, amazing. yeah but those kind, were kind of, kind of. Kind of. they kind gave of. yeah the and like goose island had the they would pull the tap from like the barrel at, at events but it was just a yeah. jockey box it wasn't like they well were. they actually at the warehouse they do have that system what system uh, of of um, barrels, there's barrels that are on like winches, that are of different age ages, and they are single barrels, and you can do that. Drink it's, directly from them. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. It's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it's the only place I've seen it, uh, and I don't know how often they're and it's nails, and they have to like sanny them, and 
it's they're but and they ha it's a big thing because they're heavy and they're like hanging and they have to like move them around and stuff. But yes. Okay. Who else does anyone have a shape shifting uh, take they would like to prediction? Yeah, I mean, I think people not prediction. They're not predictions. Statement. Of yeah, the statements future. of a fact about the future. I think people's sellers have gotten really bloated for many years. It's like a lot of bars will start, specifically in the winter, mm. will start offering, you bring in your barley wine, mm. we'll be any your kind of beer, lid. Any kind of, like any, any kind of barley wine? Does it have to be? It's probably a barrel-aged barley wine. Okay. And then we'll beer stocklet, and then we'll put in a beer bong for you. So I see uh, beer stockled B Y O B A B Wiz beer bongs <laughs> as the next. It's like a service. Uh, like, it's a service. Yeah, point of service. Uh, it's so not like like it's white not, glove, it, yeah. like high end. Places. Yeah, and it's like you can do it at a, a beer temple. You can do it at a, a tavern. Oh, I was you're thinking bringing, more like you're uh, bringing your own. Oh, B A B Wiz to okay. to beer stockle for the beer bong. I was thinking more like Alinea. Oh yeah, uh, well that's like obvious high end. though. Yeah. Yeah, they they would definitely have their beer bong for pieces. French Laundry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, having beer stock and B Y O B A B Wiz beer bongs. Mm -hmm. Yep, <laughs> I can't see anyone not doing it. We gotta have a video for that one. Yeah. Too good. Oh, we'll be too good. Yeah. So, uh, wow, that's great. That vision of the future. It was very clear and obvious. A lot of people have a gloomy outlook for 2024. I'm glad <laughs> <Not> that... Not me. <laughs> that you don't. Some dang optimism. I'm going to keep all, all my cats, and I'm doing beer stockle, B-Y-O-B-B-A-B-Wiz, beer bongs. Yeah, B-Y-O-B-A-B-Wiz, beer bong. Yeah. So Nostra Douglas has been talking about um, loggers, drawing new people in, all that. Another way to do that is... Through price, you know, how do you get new people into your brewery? There's a lot of people that think craft beer is overpriced, way too expensive, and are just turned off by that. So getting it out there that you have a special by taking that one beer that is kind of like your core, uh, most drinkable, most approachable to anybody who just likes the taste of beer, um, and doing that with a 12-ounce pour. Um, I would credit, um, you know, I, Credit Beer Temple for having a cheap pour all along. Uh, and this front of Affordable. The, affordable. Uh, affordable, thank you. Uh, but specifically on the 12-ounce, Salamoth did this when they opened their Logan... Maybe they always did this in Naperville, but when they opened the Logan Square location, they did $4 12-ounce pours of Lou, and then everything else was a normal price, and they just had this one kind of very, uh, you know affordable reason to come in and now i think it's five dollars but same idea but having this thing that's like way cheaper than everything a trend else. Of somebody else who's that never mind going on go on love um, you hobbs so uh the 12 ounce budget pour is mr douglas's prediction for the new i like trend. it i like that idea Call, quite talking a bit. like five bucks something like that having a five dollar 12 ounce pour with the thought that, yeah, that's not a lot of money for your business, but then that person's likely to order a second and make a 10, maybe a third, make a 15. Or a different beer, too. Just, like Yeah. Right. Move on. Yeah. yeah. Or And then, yeah, use that as the 
way to get them into your other beers. Way yeah. To bridge, a bridge. You can blend margins with how much BA is your beer stockling for the beer bongs. True. It's true. But most people Everybody are bringing their that. own, so you're not making that much money. But Well, there's a service charge. Gotta be a service Corkage charge. Corkage fee. Bongage fee. <laughs> Everyone knows that. So, okay. Yep. Um, yeah, everyone knows there's a bondage fee. Any any format predictions for you, Doctor? Me? Uh, <laughs> don't you ask have... if I have format predictions? I, I think you do. Oh, that w- that that. Oh, we're moving on. Jake. Oh yeah. Uh, I think cast beer. And oh, Lambic format. Style oh beers. my gosh, I messed up. Yes. Oh, we're moving on to the next section, <laughs> right? Uh, yes. Maybe some format <laughs> predictions. Did Jake do his format. Yeah. I, I don't have a. He didn't have one. Right, yeah, bombers. We're coming back. Let's go. All right. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I think uh, we'll see some cask beer and American lambic style beer, which is dead, uh, yes, put into bags and boxes, boxed, boxed, mild and boxed lambic. Franzia style lambic. Yeah, yeah. it's our. our uh, it's a. Lambsbia. Mm. Cask beer and boxed. And, yeah, and lower, beer and like, bags. lower, I like, like conditioned, like things that can be served flat. Like some of the, my best, my favorite lambic drinking experiences in when I w- was in Belgium were on cask and they were like young lambic that was relatively, that was like flat and pulled Got on it. a hand pull. How so about you? In bags. Oh. How about you, Nostra Douglas? Which one? Uh, for formats. Uh, format. Yes. Uh, 2024 is going to be, this is a big one because this is something we've been living with for, call it eight years now. I think we're at the beginning of the end of the labeled 16 ounce can. And not the end of the 16 ounce can for sure. But I think these stickers that we see on cans that at first were cons- were called janky and then they Mm. became cool Mm -hmm. and they've been sitting in this now accepted realm where this is just what it is now we've had the sleeved can which is the kind of for anyone local to chicago knows that's what like hot butcher uses Uh, they're very notorious for those where they have like a shrink sleeve over it now there's a way to digitally print the can um, where it's painted on like a printed can uh, from a large brewery and this can be done for essentially the same price and it has the kind of professional look it doesn't really cost anymore um, than especially than a label and a can so I think we might get to the point where these stickers where we see the blank silver along the top and the bottom of the can uh, actually go away thanks to the uh, beginning of digitally uh, printed cans uh, the quality being dialed in, these becoming reliable. They've been around for a few years now, but now they're ready to go. Um, so look for I those apologize. stickers on your cans, too. I, I, uh, I think that's a great take. I, we I we have one too. on the table right now that actually looks like awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've worked some. And I was not laughing at that, at that prediction, by the way. And the, be- the beauty of these is that you can get any quantity you want. You're Wait, not, this is digitally printed? This is digitally printed. Uh, we're looking at the... Revolution Half Acre on and on collab that's coming out January 26th. And uh, yeah. That's my birthday. 
all of Revolution's Deepwood cans have moved to this digital print, and you can't it's tell great. the difference. It looks. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize this was digital print. I was talking about the other one, the, the other one, but that looks fantastic. Yeah. And it's the same price as these other breweries are paying for a sticker and a blank can or a sleeve on the can. Yeah. Right. So it just it looks better. You look more professional. It gets away from that look that became cool, but I think it's ripe now. Yeah, it was it's ripe for a even yeah. better solution. It was a symbol of authenticity nice. for a while yeah. that like, you know, we spend our money on the beer, not the yeah. packaging or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I think we will, people have since gotten numb to it immune to it and it even though it's more expensive anymore. packaging it was just lower volumes <laughs> right, right yeah right well yeah well you can't buy printed cans like we we're we're authentic we're a small little uh little scrappy upstart um Fair enough. i think the, the portal is closing i think people need are being sucked back to our our realms it, it's a shame that we only get to meet once Per year. I mean, I can open up more portals if you want. No, there's other portals that... I think these portals are just fine. Starting right. to, well, I mean, do you want to open up other portals? Who knows what will come out? I'll just start throwing circles in the air and seeing what happens. Okay. When the Biff Tannen timeline, I get out of here. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so I think we should should keep it to, to one final vision that we will allow people to uh to know remember okay it you know biff tannin it's a great (laughs) i'm I'm so glad that you mentioned that because with with great power comes great responsibility don't don't that's change your future (laughs) no i know don't change your your future because you know you know don't don't change the future for the for the worse, because you know what it holds, like Biff Tannen did. See how That's right. Came back to that, yeah. Self enrichment. So, not about that. Mm-mm. So, it's just about being, being, being wiser and just knowing what's about to happen. And we have one more. I maybe saved the best for last, which is marketing wizardry. Let's go. <laughs> um. What do we see as the next big cross-segment collaboration? We know that beer loves their cross-segment collabs Mm -hmm. and that they're always, without any question, authentic and genuine. That's right. What do we see? Who will be doing the big cross-segment collabs in the future? Who shall go first? How about you, Mike? Okay. Well, I see Boston Beer Company trying to drum up some more attention for their reformulated, easier-drinking Boston lager, collaborating with Wade Boggs and making the 107-pack. Yes. Uh, I also Which is meant to be drank that. in one day on a cross-country flight. Yes. And then they will launch this at a beer pairing dinner mm-hmm. with Boston Market oh, and rotisserie chickens. Mac and, mac and cheese. Because Wade Boggs always ate a rotisserie chicken before he played a game. Entire rotisserie chicken. Wow. Wow. So uh, that's a three-way collab. So do I get extra points? Yes. You nice. Do. Sick. You do. That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. Jake. Jake. 
Yeah. Okay. So 2024. Gotta, yeah, that's the year. We're on that year. We're on, we're on that year? Okay. So, so as for my, many people who don't know, we've recorded all of these that yeah. shows that we've ever done. We got them all in the can. They're all in the can. All the can. <laughs> I did some interdimensional travel across time and space and all that. <laughs> we did them so all I'm trying to get, just make sure what year I'm referring to when I give these, uh, these, uh, these predictions. However, I'm here to say we got uh, an upcoming presidential, presidential election. And yeah, I'm calling it, folks. We're gonna see Biden beer. We're gonna okay. see Uncle Joe, like, uh, uh, official uh, Biden beer. Yeah, exactly. None of this. None of no. None of this. Like is that a collaboration uh, with no, Billy it, beer? And an, an explicit. There will be an explicit like outward collabor- collaboration between a presidential candidate and a brewery. I'm not saying it's Biden. I'm not saying it's anybody else specifically, but it will happen. Will it be an Amber Ale? Who depends who it is? If it's uh, Andrew I mean, it's Yang, gotta be, it's going to be a hazy. If, if it's, it's Biden, it's an Amber. If it's Trump, it's got to be a red ale. Yeah. Okay, but he doesn't it, drink, so right. Yeah, he's a tea it's over. a ketchup flavor. It's an beer. Speaking of not drinking, um, very famous professional wrestler, the pride of Chicago, our hometown, CM Punk, recently returned to the WWE. CM Punk is famously. The straight edge superstar does not drink alcohol. Nerd. He is a big fan of the sparkling water spindrift. At his press conferences, he'll often be seen with a bag of like eight spindrift limes on ice. But spindrift, nor any sparkling water uh, maker, is not local to here in Chicago. And there's nobody more local than CM Punk. So CM Punk is going to see this new hop water category that's emerging and want to partner with another Chicago-centric business yeah, could you, could you with maybe strong branding might be doing who loves wrestling. And CM Punk, the straight-edge superstar, the voice of the voiceless, it's throttling time. It's hop water time. CM Punk co-branded hop water with a local Chicago brewery, not yet named. <laughs> not yet named. Got okay. it. Got oh, it. Wow. All right. You got some friends in, in high places. I, I can't believe Hopo is collaborating with CM well, Punk. Well, the last one. Way up. That I saw. This one was far off into... 2024 it was towards the almost at the very very end at first i thought i was looking into 2025 and i was like oh wait no hold that hold that take for you know in 45 minutes when we record it and um but no it was it was 2024 and it's going to be around christmas time and it's going to be an exhibit (laughs) fatheads collab for pimp my sleigh and um, the rumors are true. Apparently, uh, it is happening. About time. And um, yeah, they're both. Um, yeah, they're both on board. So, congrats to both of them. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm happy for them. That's big so. for exhibit. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think it's big for them both. Really, um, it'll bring bring some authenticity I mean, how many to the. One the last that's five true. Years? It's true. Almost none at GBF that I can remember. Well, it'll be yeah. it'll bring some authenticity to the um, um, 
more uh, pimpish aspects yeah. of the beer. Benjamin Danklin will be in the background <laughs> on the workbench. Like, yeah, exactly. Tink- tink- tinkering with something. On He's the like, ones and twos, We hooked your car you up with its own solar panel. Oh, wait, no, it's just a kite string up in the air and a key tied yeah. to it. <laughs> exactly. So there we go. Um, I, I feel there are so many other predictions that we had, but we just did not have time to get to. We had... Uh, a letter which uh, may pretend uh, it, it, it seems like these are some dangerous people who wrote this letter, <laughs> but we'll just have to see what they have to say in the future. We your life is in talk. your hands, dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, your life is in your hands, dude. And also, uh, I don't know about you, but these these earthly bodies are getting a little bit, I don't know, tiresome. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to give them back. I don't think this guy works out at all. This guy definitely doesn't. He's small too. He's like, yeah, I, five I, seven. I, get out of here. <laughs> I wish, dude. That'd be sick. <laughs> Who wishes? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, someone. And uh, so let's. Before I know, there's a whole process for us to uh, exit these these bodies. But I just draw a little circle. We all can walk through it. Well, well, okay. <laughs> Maybe things have changed. Advancing <laughs> technologies. I don't know. That's right. Um, but I wanted to thank everyone. Uh, I wanted to thank uh, Serge, who's finally stopped uh, prancing around in the meadow playing music, as you can hear. Um, and I want to thank uh, you, uh, the good doctor. Thank I'll you. see you for my next visit. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't worry about those cowls. They're looking great. And uh, the third eye, it's just looking bright. <laughs> looking bright and clear. And uh, and and yes, um, and of course, uh, Nostra Douglas. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much um, to to everyone here. Is there anything that anyone would like to say, prediction or not? This is now an open an open moment where you don't have to necessarily predict, but you can uh, before we leave this plane. No? Uh, I'll, 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 yeah, uh, here's hot take. Uh, third eye take Jake. We'll be, we'll, we'll, uh, coming at you yeah. live yeah. from Chicago. Casey Case. Uh, Casey Case. We'll be talking Delta yeah. 9 THC beverage here next year, 100%. Thank yeah. You guys are making one? People Everyone making is. Them. Everyone's making them. Come on. I've been to Minneapolis. I've seen the promised land. I know what's up. Yeah. It's... I mean, but there's no dispensaries in Minneapolis. Well, this is a different show. Yes, that doesn't matter. It doesn't you don't need Does a dispensary? Matter. You don't need a dispensary. Not for yeah. Delta Nine. You can sell them at daycares. Right, but baby. the fact that there, it's weed isn't legal in Minnesota you made it makes it a huge, it. different, huge, hugely different market. Uh, we'll see. Perhaps we'll see. That's my Some reaction. of us already have seen. Yeah, like me. Yeah, and me. <laughs> okay, then. All right, Mr. Douglas has gone silent. I think he's maybe stroked out or something. I don't know. (laughs) I think that beard started growing into his face. It did. (laughs) Well, thank you, everyone. Uh, The normal hosts will be back next week with some other show, I'm sure. But there's also a beer, a book club. Don't forget about it. Don't Don't forget about it. The book is great, uh, Mike tells me, regular Mike. Right? Yeah, Isn't it? Time, right? This is what we wanted. Remember this is what we said. To never be heard and seen from again, 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 again. Remember this is what we wanted. Remember this is what we said.
Again, again, again.